Nine Podcasts. I'm Elise. And I'm Tom. As Oscar Wilde once said, Ultimately, the bond of all companionship, whether in marriage or in friendship, is conversation. Welcome to our husband-wife podcast, The Elliot Exchange. What could possibly go wrong? Find out with us by tapping the follow or subscribe button on The Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to The Elliot Exchange. We love your emails here and we've got one for you. Yes, uh, hello, my love. Well, Keith has sent us uh, an important email, a heartfelt email, an email with a real problem. He says, my wife and I have shared finances like most couples. I'm recently retired. I I want to update my ute, which for our international listeners is his pickup truck, which barely gets from A to B. My wife wants me to wait another three to five years until she retires. Do I have to wait? Asks Keith. Is it a joint decision? Or do you think I can make individual purchases without the other half giving me the all clear? Um, Well, I've thought about this, Elise, I must say. I think... uh, Keith could always just buy the new ute and just not say anything. And if his wife is not like you, but like some women who don't really take too much notice of cars, she might not even notice that he's got a new one. And as the saying goes, it's always better to beg forgiveness than to ask permission. Indeed. I think they're asking the wrong people here because I'd I'd always say yes to getting another set of wheels. In fact, I'm filming a little car show at the moment called Cool Cars with Dermot and Elise little plug there. Um, and I was out at a particular factory and they said, oh, yeah, your husband's order for that new Mustang's come through. And I'm like, really? Right. right. <laughs> what, 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 which, which husband would that be? <laughs> and they said, yeah, you know, the last of the V8s. Now, secretly inside, I was high-fiving myself and pretty excited about a new Mustang in the family. But I'm like, you sneaky thing. You, you did not consult me on that. No. Well, well, can you elaborate without well, just a I, flat I, note? It's, 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 um, it's an investment. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a car for driving. It's <laughs> yeah, a car yeah. that's going to go up in value. Mm. Another thing Keith could do is if he gets a new ute, yeah, a.k.a. Yeah. pickup, if his wife said, oh, that looks a bit different, he could just say, oh, I just got it re-sprayed. Oh. <laughs> and I just had the interior tidied yeah, yeah. up. For you, darling. Or he could say you can go on that cruise you've always wanted to go on. Well, or buy that handbag. No, or, but that, no, but that's like you end up spending twice as much money. So I, I think on cars, um, you know, I mean, Keith is retired, right? So, so what that means is his years left on earth are, you know, ticking away as they do for all of us. Yes. And so, Keith, if you're listening, I would say to you, buy the ute. Don't ask permission. Just beg forgiveness should it blow up in your face. Interesting on the joint accounts, though, a a recent study surveyed a 1,000 married adults about their relationship satisfaction, how they manage their finances, and they found pooling resources reduced the probability that a couple would split up. But can I tell you, I had this bank manager when we first married who said, have you got the runaway account? Actually, she used that term. I went, what is that? She said, oh, you know, just in case. Account. So is that something that your female friends do? They I'm just not they, they siphon sp- off money from the family account, just a uh, bit here and a bit the there. Runaway account. She said, oh, and I looked so alarmed. And I said, what's that for? And she said, oh, you know, haircuts, because we're never allowed to tell men how much a haircut and colour costs. Buying presents for your other half. This is assuming that. Yes. You know, but it's called the runaway account she for said a to reason. Runaway yeah. account. It's to so run away. Off to the Bahamas, baby. How much is in yours? I'm not saying. (laughs)
<laughs> and just a reminder, do what Keith has done and send us an email anytime, any issue. ElliotExchange at nine.com.au. Tom, we're heading into the Holy Easter week. My favourite time of the year. And with that comes, well, in addition to a lot of religious reflection. That's right. Um, a lot of excitement for Kidley Wings. So a little spoiler alert here for any Easter bunnies that might be listening to this upcoming segment. We are chatting about the Easter bunny. Um, the Easter bunny used to visit us quite a bit. Mm. Left footprints. Really excited our daughter. Yeah, the excitement appears to have drifted off a bit in the last year or so. I noticed that. Did you notice, not last year, the year before, the Easter Bunny may or may not have had a few too many wines and the footprints were as big as Bigfoot's yeah. footprints? And, and, and there's only one of them and it was about They were a all metre. left. They were yeah. all left. And they were a bit crooked. I've actually got photographic evidence of this. Um and our daughter did say, what happened to the Easter Bunny? I'm like, Easter Bunny's a little rough this morning. Um, and then there was another year when she was a little earlier where the Easter Bunny was on all fours, as Easter Bunnies are, with the the, the flower. <laughs> this is no, just- no, you're just going to wind back a, a moment here. So for people who haven't seen this, the Easter Bunny in our house appears to step into flower and make giant footprints That's on right. the carpet. That's right. Which I might say to the Easter Bunny, if you're listening, it, it's quite difficult to clean up. And if there was another way to leave footprints, I'd go for that. <laughs> and the Easter Bunny's friend doesn't like that with the dust buster the next day. No. Anyway, so back to the Easter Bunny on Who's all fours. Who's the Easter Bunny's friend? Is that what? the tooth fairy? That's on all fours. <laughs> with the flower, the flower and a sieve and a cutout. Like a sort of what are they? What's a it called? Stencil. A, yeah, stencil, a stencil. Um, and a little child woke up, and yeah. I'm trying to explain away why. Yeah. He's just oh, Easter <laughs> Bunny's been has made a bit of a mess. And I'm and just I'm cleaning trying to clean it up. up. Yeah. Correct, That's correct, right. correct. So, are you officer in charge of footprints this year? No. Um, <laughs> That's your creation. Uh, when I was young, we used to spend Easter down in Tasmania and um, we would have an Easter egg hunt uh, supervised by my father, John oh, Elliott. Yeah, like a despotic hunt. It, it was. And he would go out and hide the Easter eggs and then he would let the children off to, to find them, but it had to be in order of age. So the youngest got a head start, the next young, I was, I was the oldest, so I always went last. And then, which was contrary to a lot of dad's beliefs, we'd have egg socialism at the end where, you know, let's say some kids had, you know, found more than others or the bigger kids had elbowed the smaller children aside and so forth. There was a sort of a reckoning where, where the, the, the bags of eggs would be sort of evened up. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. So that Easter spirit really got into your dad. Yeah. Were you one of the older kids egging I, on? Excuse I, the pun. I was the oldest child. You were the, uh, What were you doing? And I suffered from the egg socialism because I was good at collecting them. <laughs> I was made to pay. And is that what's really paved the way for your future political beliefs? I think so. We both attended different bits and pieces of the Grand Prix, the Melbourne Grand Prix. No, no, I was just working at it and you were my plus one. All right. Swinging around eating the canapes, drinking the the champagne. Now, one of the things that I've observed about the Grand Prix is people, people love merchandise. Now, most people in real life don't drive a Formula One car. 
and yet they're all wearing, you know, the Ferrari gear and the Red Bull gear. Yeah. I saw middle-aged men with, you know, visibly protruding stomachs wearing full-on racing suits, <laughs> you know, with the, the flat shoes. And I'm like, you know, you're not really oh, a racing driver. Yeah, like, yeah. like even if I go to the football wearing – the, the, the football jumper of my team. I don't wear boots and socks and shorts, <laughs> yeah. you know, but these guys are dressed as though they are Daniel Ricciardo or, you know, Alonso or one of the others. And, and I, I find the obsession with Formula One merchandise just a little bit strange. It's a bit like mammals, you know, the guys that wear the lycra. Yeah. When the they middle-aged men in Lycra. Yeah, yeah. But I did notice a lot of over-the-top merch at the Grand Prix. I, I don't mind a cap or a T-shirt. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, would you wear a logo cap? I mean, I, working in motoring, I have a lot of logo caps, but I feel like a goose walking around in a Ferrari cap when I don't yeah. actually own a Ferrari. One of my colleagues here at 3AW, or a former colleague, once said, most of the people who barrack for Ferrari drive Holden Commodores. <laughs> yeah. And he was right. Correct. So can you wear merch? Do you own any merch? Well, I do. I mean, I, I have Carlton Football Club merchandise. And you were – you know what? You rated the 3AW – clothing. Yeah, we don't talk about that because it's actually not supposed to have happened. But there's like all this merch and you you rated it and you walk around in it. I know. I've I've actually, I once criticised our newsreader, Tony Tardio. I saw him on the weekend out socially. He was meeting one of his lady friends. We've heard that before and he's wearing a 3AW shirt and I got stuck into him. And the other day I found myself out and about wearing a 3AW hoodie. (laughs) And the new hoodie has it right across the back like you can't miss it. I know. And I think you've got some 3AW Ski gear, which is embarrassing, really. I do. On so many fronts. <laughs> I have a parker. <laughs> it's just, I don't know whether you're letting down 3AW or 3AW is letting down you all round. It's just a bit wrong town. But really, you just, and you're, you're now, you're, your trans-seasonal wardrobe is a Hawaiian shirt. With a 3AW hoodie, hoodie over the top. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. And we'll be oh. developing a website fairly soon where you can achieve that very same look if you're so attracted. <laughs> so the way I look is sort of more of an evolution rather than a revolution. Right. So I started wearing shorts every years ago because I found that I don't really feel the cold and I don't like wearing active wear. I don't like people who wear... And I, I apologise to everybody who I'm about to offend, but I don't. I don't like people wearing, you know, tracksuit pants as their casual clothes, yeah. which I know you enjoy wearing them. I do. No, you not. do. Oh, what? You wear them around the house. Yeah, but not out the front. Well, I don't put out I'm the sorry. You, 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 I've seen you walk down to the supermarket. I am ne- no. I'm really. You, in fact, the other day that. you wore tracksuit pants and thongs, which <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> did I? Oh, yes, you did. God. Anyway, that's how it starts. So, so. <laughs> I said to myself years ago, I'm not wearing tracksuit pants. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to put on jeans. I don't like jeans. So I thought, I'll wear shorts. And then when you wear shorts, you know, some of you might wear some sandals or something smart like that, maybe an open-toed Roman look. What have the Romans ever done for us? But, you know, as it gets colder, you put on socks and shoes. And as you know, I like my Hawaiian shirts and they pair very nicely with the shorts. And then even I acknowledged that, you know, like the other day I was, it was a freezing cold day. It was like, well, to our Canadian friends, Mike and Francine, who are listening, it was not freezing in the way that you think of freezing. It was about 13 degrees Celsius, Mm -hmm. not minus 52. So not right for a Hawaiian No, but it wasn't right. And it was was raining. And I went to the local pool. I was going to go for a swim. And this man stopped me and he sort of grabbed me and he said, mate, it's not summer anymore. You can't dress like that. And I, I, I looked at him. I love that sartorial yeah. sort of said, messaging. Well, I said to him, it's all in the head. Like, you know, temperature oh is mental. 
Anyway, he sort of shook his head and walked off. Yeah. But so, so in order to stop other people thinking that I'm a bit weird, I now wear a hoodie on top of the shorts and over the Hawaiian shirt. So you really are an android, aren't you? I always <laughs> suspected it and now it, you've confirmed it. So you're not actually wearing the hoodie to keep you warm, but you're wearing it so people <laughs> won't think you're weird because you don't feel the cold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But just going back to what you what? said about male cyclists, middle-aged <laughs> yeah. men in Lycra. Ugh. Like the number of them, again, when the, the – I think you pronounce it the Tour de France, <laughs> which means the Tour of France, I believe. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, and, and they all dress up in – you know, it's the same thing, in the gear yeah. that the professional cyclists wear. Yeah. But, again, they're not. They've, they've, they've shoehorned themselves into it. They have to have a layer of oil just, you know, on their bodies to get into these tight clothes. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look very good. I mean, Lyca leaves yeah. very little to the imagination. And I feel like saying to them, no one's fooled. You're not actually in the Tour de France. Yeah. And interesting, this can translate into sort of glamorous, luxurious logos. And I always think if you, you have enough money, you don't need to scream that you have money, you know. I, I remember once a friend of mine bought me a, a rip-off Dolce and Gabbana handbag, and it actually said Dolce and Abana, and it yes. was spelled incorrectly. <laughs> it does give it away, yeah. but it doesn't. Kind of gives it away, but really, wearing I think wearing logos is a bit of a, a tacky shortcut to sort of say I'm rich, I'm cool, I'm hip. I think you should develop your own style. Tom, there's a growing trend of people lugging around emotional support water bottles, a bit like a blankie. And I know you had a little blankie till you're about 43. Um, you know, uh, and <laughs> is this virtue signalling? Are we becoming weak? Are we just babies? What's going on? So just so I've got this straight, and I had the blankie till I was about three. So adults carry around a water bottle, yeah. not just so they can have a drink, but because it helps support them emotionally throughout the day. Yeah, clutching it. Right. Yeah. And why a water bottle? Well, I think a blankie might be a bit odd. It's <laughs> or a, are people walking around with stuffed toys and things <laughs> like that? <laughs> Sorry, going back, what was your blankie? What do you mean it was blankie? What I, elaborate. Well, well, it, it, was, it was sort of a, a light blue piece of blanket, which yes. I would sleep with yeah. and, and stroke. And I later found out because I would lose the piece of blanket yeah. quite a lot. But my mother had a whole blanket. She would just cut a new one off it. And I never found that. They just yeah. always seem to be a new blankie. So anyway. Um, All right. So we, our daughter has Miffy. Miffy, the little She's rabbit. She's had Miffy forever. Yeah. I had bar lamb. I've still got bar lamb yes. with I one know, ear. I, know. I see, you, then, I see you cuddled up at night with bar uh, lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Who are you I, to criticise people know, with water right. bottles? Yeah, because it was, it was in the 70s, right? And I had, are you ready this, a doll. With a really bogan name. Apologies to anyone who has this name, but it was hyphenated. Jill Karen. Jill Karen. Hyphenate. <laughs> 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 Jill Karen. Got a photo. And you know, she's one of those dolls. You know, they, they close their eyes when they lie down and they sit up and their eyes open like a horror movie. Jill Karen Jill had Karen. those eyes. Yeah. So even back then, you anticipated what, <laughs> what, the, what the, the, the name Karen might turn into. Correct, right? Not just Karen, but I, Jill Karen. I have a Greek friend who, who has. They're like worry beads. They're sort of on a yeah, string. Yeah, And he actually gave me some once. I've still got them. I don't – Didn't they go through the wash? They did. Anyway, yeah. but the, I said, what are these for? He goes, oh, you sit there and you have your coffee and you worry about things and then you fiddle with the beads. And I go, what, is that, that solves the problem? Or <laughs> No, but it just helps you worry about stuff. Uh, uh, so I don't know whether that's a – form. But, but anyway, this anecdote begs a broader question. 
are we becoming babies? Are we we just too dependent? Are we too soft? Oh, well, people, people are soft as butter these days. Yeah. I mean, can I tell you, the, the, the number of reasons people here at work say to me as to why they've got to have days off. Mm. Like one of my producers, Jimmy, his second oh. child's being born. Oh. Four and a half weeks off. Yeah, no, I understand wow. that. I wish you took some time well, off. Well, you know, I had to, you know, keep the home fires burning and uh, all that. Yeah. Keep the, keep the, the wolf on the door. You know, I don't think you sit at the rocking chair at the end of your life and look back and go, oh, I wish I worked harder. I remember I had a job in Canberra and I did not take a sick day or a day off for five years. And I got this measly little payout for those days at the end. And I look back and we, think, I should have taken those days no, off. but you're lucky you got anything at all. Sick pay is only if you're actually sick. It's not, not like a, you know, a right to an extra holiday. Like when I ran my own business, I think oh. I had two sick days in about 10 years. Because you're too busy. Yeah. Was, so now they've got mental health leave and paternity and maternity leave. And yeah, I'm you kind of need maternity leave. Just well, true. I'm having a hard day leave. There's leave. Uh, Richard, who helps produce this podcast, takes leave for his dogs. You know, I woke up and Franklin the Labrador's, um, you know, yeah, had, a, had a tough day. That. I do get that. And he takes two days off. I get that. Well, I, I think people need to realise that- What work- about like a grandparent's day, day to spend with your parents? I oh. think that's lovely. That should be built in as well. Well, anyway, all I'm saying is that like the point of work is to work. Work is not just there to provide you with every sort of leave you might need in life. And, and I think people these days just- have forgotten that. But don't you think you're not going to be a productive worker if you are distracted, if your doggy's sick or you're not home with your baby or your, your, your parents are unwell or you're just feeling off colour or you need your hair done? You just put it out of your mind. <laughs> you, you, you deal with the task at hand and then in your own time you go home and you sort these things out. So, Elise, what have you learned today? That you still wish you had your blankie and that... I'm hooking up with the Easter Bunny this year. Righto. Well, putting that to one side, um, I have learnt that uh, just because you wear a full Formula One racing suit does not mean that you actually can drive a Formula One car and that your favourite doll when you were young was rather presently named Jill Karen. <laughs> Tap the follow or subscribe button on the Elite Exchange wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to rate, review and share with your friends. You can follow me, Elise Elliott underscore media on Instagram to keep up with everything happening on the Elliot Exchange. Or of course you can send us an email. Boy do we love the emails. Elliot Exchange at nine.com.au.